Hello, curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's chief curiosity seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's chief experience producer and favorite sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, curiosity. Each week, fun informal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite, designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think. I still feel a hint of mortification when I look back on our short-lived experience as roller derby aficionados. <laughs> I don't know what made us think that we could, I mean, I should speak for myself. I should actually, I should really speak for myself because I don't know what made me think that you and I could take roller derby lessons <laughs> and actually make any pro. I, mean, I don't know what I was thinking, but you know, we used to roller skate with roller skates at the roller skating rink, not roller blading, but with all the four wheels and the bumper and hold hands during the couples. And I want to hold you till I die. I never got asked for couple skating, so I don't know about that. Then how <sighs> did you know that you would be good? Well, I mean, I roller skated when it was just individual roller skating. I mostly roller skated to a shame's a brick house. She's mate mate, just letting it all hang out. Ow! We showed up and took these lessons, and I would say that most of my experiences playing any kind of sports, I've always enjoyed. I don't love volleyball because it hurts my wrists and my skin, but I can't think of a sport that I didn't like. And as we were taking our lessons, and I remember my legs came out from under me and bam, I fell on my butt so hard that I felt like my butthole was like in my throat. <laughs> and you were skating around and, you know, people were just kind of cringing at me. <laughs> I was cringing at myself. And at the end, you come skating back and you're like, that was fun. And I thought to myself, I never want to do this. Did we do it more than one time? <laughs> You did. You yeah, kept going a couple times. I did a couple times. more times. Right. I was shocked. But one of the reasons that I thought would be it that would be most fun, and I'm going to ask you wh what your uh, skating name is, because the Rose City Rollers had the best names. Do you want me to tell you some of them? Yeah. Scratcher in the Eye. Perfect. Viagra Falls. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> this is probably nasty, so close your ears if you're uh, sensitive to language. Twat Rocket. I don't know what that means. Crush Limbaugh. <laughs> Princess Leia Apocalypse. Yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp Stamp. Perfect. And Skate Winslet. <laughs> what would be your roller derby name? I mean, that's not the uh, curiosity bite, by the way. Uh, um, maybe Killa Fitzgerald. Oh, Killer Fitzgerald. Killa. Oh, Killa. Oh, Killa Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. What oh. about you? Oh, God. Okay, give me a minute. I'm, I'm going to think about it. I know what yours is going to be. What is it? Hurt Vonnegut. <laughs> <laughs> Why is... Maul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maul. Oh, you're just taking names. I have to be something... Those are just random. That doesn't reflect me. But it does get me to the curiosity bite. And I'm going to ask you, so you have to get ready to think hard... What sport could you play the longest in a televised game without anyone realizing that you're not a professional athlete? 
I know absolutely know what I would for me. I think I would get away the longest in female weightlifting. What do you mean? I, I would wear a singlet. <laughs> I'd go up there with my piggy tails. Are you just I thinking about? Do... Are you just thinking about those Russians it, when we watched the Olympics that time? Yes. What would be your event? I I would do the clean jerk what or about the, the snatch. snatch? <laughs> okay, but the minute you the minute you tried to strain and pick up the weight, well, it, I mean, now in my broken down old body, probably not as. I wouldn't be as good, but like, I think there was a time I would have done well because I could do some killer deadlifts. Really? Yeah. But deadlifts isn't the clean it's snatch. Part of it. Well, it's half of it. That's the dirty bend over. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the clean snatch. What about you? I was thinking that now, I mean, it's different now because yeah, it would have it's to, not fair. That would be like shuffleboard <laughs> <laughs> or maybe tiddlywings. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a sport. No. I could make it a sport. I could probably, you know what I could do is something, let me think. I think maybe bocce ball. Because that's something that, you know. And is that a, the one where, no, that's That's like, with those balls in the sand, you know. Oh, you throw oh, those, oh. And you have to throw the pee and then you have to throw the other balls to get. Now, the other thing I could do would be a sport that there was like a lot of ritual ahead of time. So it took a long time to televise the ritual before you actually had to do the sport. <laughs> oh, so they wouldn't even see you doing it. And, and Stephen had a good one because when we asked him this, he said baseball. He had a good point because you could go a lot of innings without ever getting in the game. Just so be could, like center field or something. No, not or, even in the game. You could just be in the dugout. Oh. But that's, you know. That's an option. I mean, I think a lot well, of Well, then it, I could do any sport for that matter. Just yeah. sit on the sidelines. <laughs> I think <laughs> if you were a professional basketball, I think you'd want, or figure skating. <laughs> She's sitting on the side. The minute I came out in that tutu, <laughs> I'd be done for. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> it is so, it's interesting to think about how we perceive ourselves. And right now, I would think it's ridiculous to assume that anyone would be fooled into thinking I was a professional athlete. But when I think back in my youth, I could have misconceptions that there would be certain sports. I mean, we played sports. So, you know, skiing and basketball mm -hmm. and softball mm -hmm. and soccer. I didn't play softball. You didn't play softball? I was too afraid of the ball. But I did play basketball and I did ski. And soccer. You no, I never played soccer. Oh. And I was never really great at any of them. But, you know, enough. You to were pretty good at soccer I, 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 until you got hit in the eye with a ball. Well, that was when I was old. Yeah. But, and I played intramural in college basketball. Mm. And I played intramural in college softball. I mean, I was fine, but I wasn't great. But I could, uh, I could see that I would be, I would perceive myself to be better than I was. And this is really common. There was a study by this guy named Simine Vazir, and he asked people to rate themselves and four friends on a bunch of traits, ranging from emotional stability and intelligence to creativity and assertiveness. And then to see if they predicted their own personalities better than their friends, they took a bunch of tests and measured these traits. So this was a psychologist. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that we have unique insights into our emotional stability. People outperformed their friends at predicting how anxious they looked and, and how anxious they'd look and sound when giving a speech about how they felt about their bodies. So mm -hmm. they were accurate in that, but they did no better than their friends or even strangers at forecasting how assertive they'd be in a group discussion. And when they tried to predict their performance on an IQ test and creativity test, they were less accurate than their friends. I believe that 100%. Really? Yeah. 
I have a friend who thinks they are really tough and they're always coming across like, oh, don't mess with me. But they are the biggest pushovers I know. And they would be so shocked to know that about themselves. You mean at work kind of thing? Well, I mean, in any setting. I wouldn't say at work or. But the reason I say at work is because there have been thousands of people. These studies have shown that people's coworkers are better than they are at recognizing how their personality will affect their job performance. I just wish that if that were true, they would tell us. Like, I would want somebody to tell me. Wouldn't would you, you want somebody to tell you? Well, I mean... I'd want to be aware. I would not want to walk around thinking one thing about myself and then everyone else knows. Mm-mm. Well, if, what if it's about your personality? This is about their personality. Well, I mean, you tell me that all the time. <laughs> I have no choice with it. No, I'll tell you about certain behaviors, but I never come right out and say you have a bad personality. <laughs> Are you doing that right now? <laughs> On national TV. <laughs> Getting back to sports, there have been a lot of people who have been fooled. So I think we could potentially take some of these scandals and incorporate them to prolong how long people would think we were professional athletes. Oh, you want to mess with them. In 2001 was this big scandal in Little League because there was this guy who dominated the dominated Little League. And people speculated that he looked and seemed so much older and, you know, it was <laughs> Denied, and finally it was revealed that this guy was actually three years older than he should have been to play Little League and claimed to be. And it was a big scandal God, in Little League. what a loser. But it also probably cost him his career as a, a major leaguer. What Do you think he would have become a major leaguer? I don't I mean, know. And people someone said Someone that has good. to lie. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Someone who has to lie that they're three years older to continue to play on Little League well, I think is he- not does not have a future in Major League Baseball. I'll tell you that right now. God, <laughs> that is pathetic. Well, it's like those kids that still hang around high school years after they've already graduated. Exactly like it's that. Exactly. <laughs> like- <laughs> God. <laughs> then the Boston Marathon in 1980, when Rosie Ruiz rode the T to one of the stops. <laughs> She, at first, she was the clear victor and, and not by a little amount. So to me, if I was going to do that, at least I would make it seem like a really close. I mean, I wouldn't show up like two hours before anyone else finished the marathon. <laughs> Give yourself a little spritz in the face. <laughs> Woo! Oh, boy, I'm tired. Yes. And then there was another one where a family from South Asia attempted to bribe an expert in order to have their son classified in a bracket where he could compete in the Special Olympics against more severely disabled students. Oh, man. Yeah. Actually, that happened. I think that happened in um, Spain when Spain won the gold medal at the 2000 Paralympics for basketball. And I guess the par- the difference between the Paralympics and the Special Olympics, you know what that is? I had to I had to look this up. Paralympics is when you ha- are missing a limb or physical. Know, it's physical and Special Olympics is for everything. No. Special Olympics is for individuals with intellectual disabilities, but the oh. Paralympics is generally for athletes with any disability, including physical, but only at an elite level. So in this Oh wait, case- wait, wait. So Paralympics is also mental? It's yeah. both? Oh, yeah. so I had it backwards. Yeah, but it's mm. also for elite athletes. So I guess the Spanish team, I think they were playing basket, like wheelchair basketball. So the only reason that 10 of the 12 team members supposedly qualified is because they failed an IQ test. <sighs> so they were, I mean, talk about... That's, that's pushing it. That's pushing it. Uh, whoever was the judge there wasn't really, they probably were on something. A buffalo soldier! You ready for the challenge? Yeah, what's the challenge? I've got a list that you've got to decide whether you can be on the team or not. It is 
a list of the world's craziest sports. Okay, so I will see if I how long a televised version of me <laughs> doing these sports could. I, why don't I do this? Why don't I guess how long the show would run before people found out that I was not a professional? Well, I think the problem is I don't think any of these are televised. <laughs> okay, let's just pretend they are. Okay, and I'll let me guess the time, how long it would be take. Okay. Okay, all right. What's the first one? The first one is extreme ironing. Oh my God, I could do extreme ironing for, at, I mean, extreme ironing, I could totally see myself. I could probably get away with 43 minutes of televised extreme irony before people realized I wasn't a professional. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Why? No way. First of all, I don't know how much ironing you do. Second of all, (laughs) the game is, so you cannot burn the shirt. So how does it work? So you take ironing to the next level because the players have to compete with one another to iron a shirt in the most extreme situations possible, such as ironing in a cave. Well, like wait. a deep, dark cave. Can you bring an ironing board? Can you bring an ironing board? I don't know. But if you burn it, then you're out. If you burn the shirt, then you're you're out of the game. Well, where do you plug it in in the cave? <laughs> Maybe they have a generator. There's another one. Near, wait, a, wait a minute. Wait near a minute. waterfalls or deep in the forest. And if you, oh, or on a kayak. If you can iron a shirt without burning it in any of those extreme situations, you're the wiener. How did someone even come up with this? When I was in college, there was this guy down the hall in the dorms my freshman year who loved to iron. And it was like his meditation. Jemmy loves to iron. She does? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And she loves to fold laundry, too. Oh, I... I bet you, you know what I bet you she loves to do? Because only the strangest iron-loving people love to do this. Put the duvet in the duvet cover. Nobody likes to do that. That is the worst <laughs> sport there ever was. I mean, nobody likes to I mean, do that. I've gone inside the duvet cover and like <laughs> I look like swearing and screaming. And then you, the corners, that should be a sport. Yeah. In a cave. <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> the next one is called Octopush. What? Octopus. Okay, so I have to guess how long I could do it? Yeah. All right, let me think about this. This is probably pushing an octopus. So <laughs> I think... How did you think that? I mean... Octopus. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, octopus. I think it's pushing an octopus. I think I could look like a professional octopus pusher for mm, probably six minutes. Wrong. Oh. Octopus takes the concept of hockey and moves it underwater. It forces players to compete at the bottom of the pool. So you've got to get that puck through the opponent's goal, but you're not allowed to make eye contact with the other players. And you have to return up to the surface to get air so you don't get to wear like a air tank or anything like that. Wait a minute. Why can't you have, make eye contact with the other players? I mean, how would they disqualify you? Well, I guess, you know, they put like tons of chlorine in the pool. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. That's stupid. It's Wh- big in Singapore. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I understand underwater hockey. Does it say what the puck is made of? It's just a regular puck. So it has to sink. Well, it has to be heavy enough to sink. Okay. It's a wetter version of hockey. All right. If there's a. And you don't like have sticks or anything. Well, what do you. You use your hands. Well, you push. You push with your hands. That's where the push part comes. Oh, so you're kind of upside down, like with your legs floating, like, mommy, look, mommy, look what I can do. And then you like <laughs> yes. push it into the But thing. no, you have to be at the way bottom of the pool. So then you have to go up for air. So you have to. Yeah. All right. Let's put a link. If I can find that on the YouTubes, I'm putting a link to that in the show notes. Okay. All right. Ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Chess boxing. 
chest boxing? Chess. Like. Not with your boobs. <laughs> no, chess. Oh. Like the game of chess. Oh, I could. T- I bet you. Okay, let me think about that. I could. I think about that where you take the pieces and you box. It's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots <laughs> with chess pieces. I could probably do that for hours before people knew I wasn't professional. Wrong. Oh. Nope. Oh. It's chess and boxing. So you t- you go one person makes a move and then you move the board and you have 11 four minute rounds. And in between those rounds, you have to get up and box each other. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, who, who would be the best person ever for this in our family? Barkley. Barkley. Oh, yeah. my God. Especially if it was he like. He does Krav Maga and he's really good at chess. If it was chess wrestling, where do they do this? Um, good question. You made this up. That no, is not I'm even not a making thing. it up. I'm, I totally am not making it up, but it doesn't say. Mm-hmm. I'm totally not making it up. But I do see a picture and the two guys are a- of Asian persuasion. So somewhere okay. probably in the East. Mm-hmm. Next one is, I think, one that I would be pretty good at. Really? Because of my award-winning personality. And that is <laughs> <laughs> worm charming. <laughs> This, okay, I take back all the other things. (laughs) This is the one I want to do for my, the rest of my life. This is my, (laughs) I'm going to actually, let's do, let's shoot a YouTube video of worm charming. I think that, I'm not even joking. I think that if you took out a camera and said, Becky is a professional worm charmer and we found some inchworm, I think I could, Clicky clacky little worm. I okay, can do that for like an hour. No, you oh. can't. Uh, it's popular in England and it requires competitors to entice worms to come out of the ground without any digging. They get 30 <laughs> minutes. Oh, they get a players are given a fork, some wood and a boom box. And 30 minutes they get to to charm the worms out of the ground. Well, first of all, I think I would be ahead of most athletes because most athletes wouldn't even know how to use a boom box because it's been so long <laughs> since they've been in use. So that's number one. Number two, a fork and some wood. I mean, it's just random but things. But you can't dig. So I'm not really sure. Maybe when the worm comes up out of the ground, you use the fork to kind of Okay, I have something it. to say. I think of all of these sports... Going back to the curiosity bite, how long would it be televised before people realized I'm not a professional worm charmer? Number one, people are not familiar with how long it normally takes the good worm charmers to get the worms to come up. Number two, I could totally put on this whole show with the worms and the forks and the boom box, making people believe that I was in this process and letting them think that the normal person, it takes months, if not years to get a worm to come up. I could totally do this for hours before people did not know I was a professional worm charmer. Okay, but how good is your English accent? Hello, worms, (laughs) come on out, you limey little. Uh, No, wouldn't last very long. Uh, Bastards, (laughs) bloody limey, bloody limey bastards. Next one, Buzkashi. Booze Kashi? Mm-hmm. I think that I could do that one because it has to do with booze. So don't you think I'd be good at that one? And then Kashi. Kashi and Baranishkas. I hate Kashi. I love Kasha. Oh, Kasha. That's right. I do not like Kasha. Kashi is the cereal. Oh, that's right. That's, I guess I have. That okay cereal is kind of nash. Booze Kashi. I could totally do that. It's when you pour booze into your Kashi and then you have, is it an eating contest one? 
I'm no. going to say that I <laughs> I think I might last about 47 seconds on this one. Yeah, uh, probably less than that. <laughs> because A, it has to do with riding horses. And I know from experience riding horses with you, you do not enjoy that that much. No, I'm more than you. It well, was... I had a tiny little horse. <laughs> no, <laughs> we were okay. Tiny little horse that I had to get off of to go up the mountain because the horse couldn't take me up the mountain. <laughs> Okay, so there are a couple of horse experiences that I'd like to just take a minute to talk about. <laughs> Number one, we were all going horseback riding, and this became this. Who's kind, we? Our family. I can't. Were you there? I can't I remember don't... if you were there. We were in Palm Springs, and we were going horseback riding, and this became salient because we were just in Palm Springs talking about horseback riding, and everyone got their horse name. So there was, you know, Skippy and Frisky and Rusty, and they got to my horse, and it was like, you know, Skippy, Frisky, Karen. <laughs> Karen. Karen. So that was like not very cool. That horse was a soccer mom. And then when we were in Stahican, we got on these Norwegian fjords and we paid money to actually horseback ride on these rocky precipices, which I guess these horses are bred to do or this is where they come from. And then someone shot off a gun and my horse freaked out and bucked. I mean, it was horrible. Oh, my God. And then when you and I were going up to that volcano in the Philippines. Was that Tagatai? What was that called? Do you remember? The little tiny horses where when you were on the horse, your legs were practically touching the ground like a bike with the seat too low. <laughs> it was terrible. And it was like the horse was just like, oi, 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 <laughs> lugging us up to the volcano where there was like steam coming up along yep. the side. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I had to get off so that the horse could get up. Okay, so mountain. guess what I'm going to use for the show notes for this episode? But that the, picture? Yes. Awesome. Okay. But you are way off. What is it? <laughs> Bukashi is two teams of players ride horses while simultaneously dragging a dead goat behind them. The goal of the game is to drag the dead goat across a line in order to score a point for your team. What? It's still going on today. It started in the 10th century and it's still going on in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. I think you should go there to learn about, what is it called again? Kashi, boozy Kashi. Booze Kashi. Booze Kashi. Booze Kashi. Yeah. Okay, I can remember that. All right. Yeesh. Here's another one. Bird chirping. Oh, okay. First of all, <laughs> let me just tell you. Listen. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I think I could. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to do that in college. We'd be sitting in the big classroom and I'd go. And then I'd start looking up. Just I did the same thing. You did? Mm hmm You're not as good Wait, as... Wait, hold on. I can. I no, can. not as good as me. Okay, let's have a contest. Let's... You guys write in. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's better? Jennifer? Or me? You got to, like, warm up a little bit. <laughs> no, That's not fair. I am better at bird chirping, and I think I could go a long time. I'm going to say I could probably go 30... Three minutes. Suriname is where it's a little teeny tiny town in South America. That's where the sport of bird chirping and is. This is where bird chirping happens. You go to any park on a Sunday morning and <laughs> competitors bring their own bird to the event. Their own bird? Yep. You have your own bird. You put them in cages face to face. <laughs> <laughs> and then the crowd gets quiet and a judge sits beside stop not yet <laughs> i gotta set the mood <laughs> and then a judge sits beside the birds with a chalkboard and an intense stare with the arena completely quiet it is up to the birds every time they chirp 
a point is scored for the owner. And usually it lasts about five minutes and Wait, the competing bird can cost thousands of dollars. Oh, that was good. It's about the bird. It's not about you. But the birds face each other, like stare at each other with evil eyes. And then whoever chirps first, whoever chirps gets a point. So okay. whoever by the end of the time gets as many chirps. I would love they to win. see that. That's kind of cool. I think we'll, what we'll do is we'll put, if we can find videos of all of these, we'll put them in the show notes. Do you have any I others? I have pictures, but I don't have any uh, videos. Do you have any That's others? That's it. That's all, all right, I have Let me right ask now. you a question. If you could make up a sport oh, that you could be it could be televised and that you would be able to present as a professional athlete given all of those weird sports what would it be mm, probably singing in the shower oh that's pretty good but what would be the measure of success like how long can you sing in the shower before you get all raisiny oh that's good yeah how many songs how many songs can you get in before your tr- fingers turn into raisins? How about you? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, damn. I, mean, I, I don't know. really all think right. about that. Well, I'm just going to give you the sort of fact. Oh, all right, fine. You didn't an- you didn't make up a sport, but I will accept that you're doing the sort of fact, so I will let it slide this time. Well, this was one of the things. When I was researching, I came across this really interesting study out of Benin and the most prestigious university in Benin. Where's Benin? In Africa. That's kind of the birthplace of voodoo. Ooh. And this came out of BVU, Benin, uh, actually PBVU, <laughs> prestigious Benin Voodoo University. <laughs> wow, that's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. You do the voodoo that you do so well. The study found that 87% of the voodoo priests surveyed suggested that they would survive on a televised game of MBA before people realized they weren't professionals for 98 seconds. <laughs> especially when they were under the spell of a voodoo trance. The audience or them? When they were. But when the audience was <laughs> under the spell of the voodoo trance. They lasted a lot longer. They lasted 78% longer. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One. You can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, in order to avoid missing Curiosity Bitten conversations, subscribe to Apply Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Apply Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the Tribe of the Curious, go to applycuriositylab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.